0: Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Gluteman, and I am passionate about helping women just like you embrace your true self so you can show up confidently in your life. Join me as we talk about overcoming limiting beliefs, reshaping what health and wellness really look like, and take steps to becoming captivatingly confident. With all that said, let's go to the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Ludeman and I am your confidence strategist here to help you stop hiding so that you can show up bravely and confidently in your life how you want to rather than how you think you should. And shoulds are exactly where we're landing today. So I encourage you to grab a notebook, a piece of paper, a pen, take some notes, really engage with this episode because this one has the power to change your life. And I mean like today, not in a few weeks, not in a few months, but in like in a couple of hours, you can change your life. So, really listening, even if you've heard me talk about the shoulds a million times, I think it takes the average person hearing something like 60 some odd times before it actually clicks. Isn't that nuts? Or maybe just hearing it on a different day or being in the right mind frame. This is your day, my friend. I believe it. And if you're ready to find freedom to live life how you want rather than how you think you should, oh then this is for you. And I'm so excited about this episode. It's going to be so good. Okay, we're going to dive right in because there is a lot to cover today. And I like to keep my podcast episodes shorter so that you can digest it in one sitting rather than having to come back to it. But this one you're going to want to bookmark because I think you're going to want to listen to it again. So here we go. We're going to dive in. The shoulds. You should yourself all the time and you don't even know it. The shoulds are stories, thoughts, or beliefs that we live by, that we've picked up throughout life. A lot of them started in childhood and have kind of morphed and changed as you've become an adult. You rebel against the shoulds that are not true for you, and you get stuck believing a lot of things about yourself because of the shoulds. And the shoulds, they're kind of nasty, they really are. They cause a lot of problems. They're little, they're little troublemakers, those shoulds, and we are going to get rid of them. But first, we have to understand what they are and what they do and what they sound like. So you, you should yourself about a lot of things, and it sounds like, I should do this. I shouldn't do that. I can't have this. I have to have that. I can't do this. And I must do this. And we don't necessarily consciously say these things, but they are there. They're either a right under the surface, right in your subconscious, or they're in your conscious and you're like, ooh, yeah, I say that a lot. hmm I think that a lot. And these shoulds shape and control your life and how you show up in your life. They cause all sorts of problems, like I said. They limit and inhibit... Your ability to choose for yourself, to make choices intuitively, because you depend on the shoulds to tell you what to do. And this is especially true around food, right? Do you ever do this? I shouldn't eat that. I shouldn't eat sugar or carbs. I should eat more vegetables. I shouldn't drink. I should be able to practice moderation. Lots of shoulds around that. I should exercise. I should clean my house. I should work before I play. I should, 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 right? They limit your ability to choose for yourself, which leads to triggering. They trigger your inner rebel because they limit so much, especially, again, around food. This can be extremely triggering, especially for, for gals that have done lots of diets in their lives or are really struggling to figure out what to eat for a body that they love and a life that they love and for more energy and health and wellness. You can get triggered by this, right? For me, 10 years ago, it was a big one of, I shouldn't eat all the cookies, I shouldn't eat three cookies. I struggled mightily with a sugar addiction. And I call it addiction because it's something that I still have to keep in check. And I have to be very, very, very aware of it. Because at times, it wants to creep back in. And it is not something that is gone. It's there, but I have so much more awareness and tools from practicing for the last decade. Practicing awareness and practicing being able to identify the shoulds when they happen. And this is a huge one for so many people. They also cause anxiety. I shouldn't spend money on myself. I should put others before myself. I have to save my money. I don't have enough time. I have to fill in the blank. And that can cause massive anxiety, especially when it's not aligned with what's really true for you. When you feel out of alignment, it causes a lot of anxiety because you're not living life how you want. You're living life how you should. And that causes all sorts of stuff. Anxiety and depression can be traced back to living life how you should, which also causes comparison. Looking around and thinking, I should have my life together like that. Why doesn't, why doesn't my life look like that? I should be like super mom over here on Instagram who has it all together. Even if you, you in your brain you know that's not true, but in your gut you think you should. If you want to stop comparing yourself to others, you do this work right here. If that's something that you struggle with looking around and thinking, I'm not enough, this is the work to do. It also causes that feeling of not-enoughness, feeling like you are missing a lot of things because you have to do this. You shouldn't do that. You must do this. It's never enough. You're never enough, according to the shoulds, which then causes a lot of fear, fear of failure, Fear of never being able to be free from restriction because the shoulds are very restricting, very limiting. Fear that life will always be this hard. Fear that it couldn't be easy. It shouldn't be easy. Life should be hard. You should have to earn it. And some of the shoulds don't really make sense, but we believe them anyways. Even though consciously we're like, no, that's not true. Like, why well, of course it should be easy. It should be fun. I should be happy. Right? Isn't it that true? But in our gut, we know there's so much more than that. It can also cause addiction to the story. We get addicted to our shoulds. Because they're all we've ever known. That's all you've known is that you shouldn't eat sugar and carbs. So you stay in that course. You believe that and you fight against yourself because you're like, I freaking love bread. I freaking love it, but I can't have it because it makes me gain weight, because it makes me bloated, because it's bad for me, because it'll cause diabetes. I shouldn't have it. I can't have it. I want it. And we get addicted to that because we are so ingrained in this way of thinking that we can't even imagine that not being there. There being no freedom from that restriction. To say, I eat intuitively according to how I'm feeling and what I'm wanting in any moment. Trusting myself to make decisions for myself. (laughs) Yeah, right. I need rules. One of the things that I hear the most as a personal trainer and nutrition coach is, Kim, just tell me what to eat and I'll do that. I just need a meal plan. I just need you to give me a list of do's and don'ts. Can-haves and can't-haves. Should-haves and shouldn't-haves. Healthy food, unhealthy foods. Just give me a list. I'll stick to the list. Friends, that does not work. That doesn't work. And when it doesn't work, it causes shame. Yeah, shame. That like the king of uncomfortable emotions is shame. So, Brene Brown, who is one of my most favorite authors in the entire world, she is a shame researcher. And she has written five New York Times bestselling books. And she defines shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love. And belonging. Something we've experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. Let's just let that sink in for a second. It's the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we're flawed, not enough, and therefore unworthy of love and belonging, which love and belonging are like the core needs emotionally. We're hardwired for connecting and belonging. And shame says, no, you're not worthy of it. You haven't earned it. Or you've done something to not deserve that. There's something wrong with you. Shame is the absence of confidence. Shame says you can't feel confident because look what you've done over here. You can't get it right. Shame is what happens when you try to make changes and you just keep running into walls and obstacles, especially around food. I work with a lot of chronic dieters, and this is a huge block to confidence, is this feeling that comes when you've tried so many different ways, so many different diets, so many different pills, programs, exercise, DVDs. Personal trainers, like all of that. You've tried it and nothing works. What's wrong with you? And that's what you internalize it. You say, What's wrong with me? Why can't I succeed? Why can't I stay on track? Why do I fall off? Why do I get derailed? Friend, it's because you've got these shoulds. You got all this noise in your head that says I should be doing this, but I want to do this. And that conflict just breeds shame. Because you're conflicted all the time. And sometimes it gets so uncomfortable that you just numb it and you drive it down. And you just, it will do anything to avoid the uncomfortable feelings that the shoulds bring up. This is where binge eating comes in, retail therapy, any kind of addictive behavior, drinking, gambling, social media addiction, where you just Oh, you have to scroll. Anything to distract from these feelings of not enoughness. Anything. And if you can practice bravery, and I'm going to break this down for you. If you can practice bravery when it comes to the shoulds, you can find freedom from all the things freedom from limiting and inhibiting beliefs, freedom from being triggered all the time, freedom from anxiety, freedom from feeling like you're not enough, freedom from fear, freedom from needing your story, being addicted to the story of not enoughness, and freedom from shame. You can have all of that by beginning to do this work and to be brave. So, brave is the acronym. Our brains like little patterns and acronyms are great for this. They're easy to remember and they, they inspire us, right? All the acronyms. I love them. So BRAVE, B-R-A-V-E. We're going to go through these. So first one B, become aware. Awareness is your first step to making any kind of change. You have to be aware of, first of all, what's happening for you. So this exercise is one that I use with my clients and in my small group because no matter what, this is just the perfect way to become aware. And even if you've done it before, you can do it again because we always have things that come up in our lives. And when you practice awareness, this exercise takes less and less time and you can start to identify your shoulds kind of on the fly. You're like, I should do this. Oh, oh, I found it. There's a should. Yep. I actually was having coffee with a client the other day and she said, I should, and I was like, kind of looked at her and she's like, I shoulded. I was like, you sure did. You'll get faster at catching them, but you have to practice becoming aware of them. So if you've never done this exercise before, I highly recommend it. And that is to take a notebook with you. Not your phone, but actually writing it out because it's very cathartic to write and it moves the energy around. So writing every time you think or say, I should, have to, can't, or must. Those are the four words. And if that's too many, start with should. Anytime you should yourself, should, not the other, not S-H-I-T, should. (laughs) Anytime you do that, you write it down every single time. And if you get duplicates of the same one, if you find that you should do X, Y, and Z and it pops up the same over and over again, you can just do hash marks next to it to keep track. And you list out all your shoulds and you look at them, you don't just like write it and forget it. Look at what it's saying. How does it make you feel? Where does that fall in your body? I shouldn't eat carbs and sugar. Where do you feel that? Because these feelings, these thoughts, these beliefs, they're physical. Like they take up energy space in your body. And they cause pressure in different areas. A lot of times it's in the gut or the chest or the shoulders. Maybe it's in your jaw. For me, especially around family issues, it's in my hips. Where do you feel it? Identify the source. Next you're going to reveal the source. Reveal the source. You are going to figure out where that should came from. Who told you that? Who told you you shouldn't eat carbs and sugar? Who told you that you have to be exercised to be healthy? Who told you that you should be quiet and that you should make yourself smaller so that others are more comfortable? Who told you that you? can't put yourself first. You should put others first. Who told you you can't spend money on yourself? Who told you you're not worthy? Who told you you needed to do more? You should do more. You should be more. Who said it? Trace it back to the source. This identification process is critical. You have to be able to figure out where that belief came from. Was it culture Was it a parent, teacher, friend, family member? Where did that come from for you? And then you've got to ask, so the A in brave, is ask if it's serving you. Is this something that is helping you to live a life of confidence and bravery and courageousness and beauty? Uh, To be dazzling. To showing up how you want to? Is it helping you get there? And if not, what's the, what's the alternative? Is it serving you? Is that should helping you become a better person? Is that should inspiring you and motivating you? Keeping you going or is it keeping you stuck? Is it doing the opposite? Is it keeping you limited? Is it inhibiting you? Is it triggering you? Is it causing anxiety, feelings of not enoughness? Is it causing fear or addiction or shame? And if that is, if it is, if it's causing any of those things, then you have got to validate the truth. And this is the V in Brave. Validate the truth. If that's not serving you, then what is the truth here? I can't spend money on myself. What's the truth? I am worthy of investing in myself. I can't eat carbs and sugar. What's the truth? I eat intuitively according to what my body needs. Tracing it back to the the root and what is the truth. And this is so. Incredibly powerful, and this is the healing part because when you figure out where your should came from, and if it's serving you, and if it's not the truth, what is the truth? And this can be hard, and this is why I recommend working with a, a coach, a therapist, or a friend, someone that maybe is a little bit further along in this process than you are, to help you identify the truth. Because sometimes we're so stuck in our pattern of thinking that we just can't even see what the truth is. And you might have to spend some time on this one and come back to it. Especially, again, the ones that trigger the feeling of shame. It can be harder to figure out, is this true or is it not? And if you can't decide, go back a step to, is it serving you? Go back there. And when you find that it's not serving you, that's when you can really dive into, okay, well, what would? If I'm not sure if I can eat carbs or sugar, I don't know. I I don't know if that's true or not for me. Go back to what serves you, what empowers you, what motivates you, what brings peace. If you're not sure if you're worthy of spending money on yourself or putting yourself first, What serves you? Does it serve you to put yourself last? Does that fill your cup? Does that motivate you? Does that energize you? Do you feel like you're showing up authentically in your best self when you're putting yourself last constantly? You have to let those uncomfortable feelings kind of bubble up a little bit so that you can figure out what is the truth. And again, this is an exercise that I recommend doing with somebody because it can be really tough to figure out the truth. And then there's E, embrace freedom. And that sounds really nice and really easy. And it's really, really hard. I said that this was life-changing. I didn't say it was easy, but embracing freedom. Because when you take the shoulds out, you take out the limiting and inhibiting beliefs. You take out the things that cause the triggering, you take out the restriction. And instead of saying no to yourself constantly, no, I can't have that, no, I shouldn't do that, no, I have to do this, you start saying yes. Yes, I do want to eat that bread, and I'm going to be present while I do it, and I'm going to enjoy it to the fullest. I'm not going to eat it in shame and secret, and I'm not going to shove it in my face really fast and then feel guilty about it. No. I choose to eat this thing that I want to eat and I want to enjoy it and savor it and feel so good about it. That's what it looks like. I am worthy of investing in myself and I am going to put myself first. I'm going to hire the counselor, the coach that I want to work with so that I can get over these things and work through them. I'm going to invest in myself so that I can have clothes that represent my personality and my style and help me show up confidently each day. You get to choose. And it's all about your choices. The shoulds take away your ability to choose. And by being brave and doing the brave activities, you get to show up powerfully how you want to. You're in control. Not the shoulds. And not the sources of the shoulds. Mine for me, a lot of my shoulds come from my parents and the conservative Christian environment that I was raised in. And I have done so much work over the last decade of uncovering the shoulds that they've said and helping trace it back to the source and identifying if it is serving me helping me to be my best self, or if it's actually limiting me. And what's the truth? And then walking in that truth. Oh my gosh, friends. It is incredible and it brings so much freedom and it brings so much joy and happiness when you are making choices for yourself. And when you start to experience that freedom. Brené Brown says, "One of the truisms of wholehearted living is you either walk into your story and own your truth or you live outside of your story hustling for your worthiness." Let me read it again. "One of the truisms of wholehearted living is you either walk in your story and own your truth or you live outside of your story hustling for your worthiness. The shoulds keep you hustling. They don't let you walk in your story and live out your truth. The only way to do that is to become aware of the shoulds. Become aware. Reveal the source of the shoulds. Ask if it's true or if it's serving you. Validate the truth. What is true for you? What's your truth? What can you walk in so that you can be yourself bravely? You can stop hiding. You can show up how you want and embrace the freedom. Embrace it. Walk in your truth. That is how you live wholeheartedly. That's how you live authentically. That's how you be you bravely. Is by embracing that freedom. And freedom can be really scary when you've been in a cage for a long, long, long time. And the shoulds are your cage. And when you open that door and you're free, it can be a little intimidating. Again, this is why I recommend working with someone as you process this. And this is what I do. This is what I help my clients with. We walk together. And go through this process so that you can come out the other side. So that you can embrace freedom and being you. Developing your style, developing a preference, developing your own persona and confidence. Confidence is this self-assuredness that comes from knowing who you are and what makes you uniquely amazing. And the shoulds inhibit that. Can you see? Can you see how these shoulds would really cramp your style, (laughs) especially if they're not your shoulds and they're not serving you? Yeah, big time. Whoo. okay. I feel like that was a lot right there in 26 minutes as a little chunk. So here's what I want you to do. I do not want you to feel unsupported in this. I want you to feel like you're connected to others who are doing the same work, So head over to the Captivatingly Confident community on Facebook. Join the 200 women who are in this together and on the same journey toward confidence and showing up wholeheartedly, beautifully, and bravely in their lives. Women who are done hiding, done with the shoulds, and ready to embrace their freedom and their ability to be brave. Join us over there. Check it. If you uh, type in... Captivatingly Confident community in Facebook, it'll pop right up. If you want to get on the email list where I send out all sorts of tips and links to shows and resources and stories, you can go over to captivatinglyconfident.com. You can grab my free guide, Becoming Captivatingly Confident. It's amazing. You can snag that, that puts you on the email list. And I want you to feel connected and encouraged. So make sure that you do one of those two things so that you are feeling supported. And I also want to hear what you think about this. So email me, Kim, at CaptivatinglyConfident.com, or you can find me on Facebook. I want to hear what you think about the shoulds in this exercise and how you're implementing it or maybe questions that you have or blocks that you're coming up against. I want to hear. I want to know what's happening for you. Okay? you are amazing my friend you are incredible and i'm so inspired by you and motivated by you thank you for being here